Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Oh my goodness me! What a fantastic goal! What a goal! That is absolutely superb! Huge cheers go up around Emirates Stadium. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast of the week of the 8th of January 2018. I'm your host, Russell Hargreaves, and coming up on today's show, Peter Cech on London and his goalkeeping inspirations. We look at the letter F in the A to Z of Arsenal. Adrian Clark looks ahead to our visit to Bournemouth at the chalkboard, but we kick off by looking back at another double game week with our Arsenal Insider. Let's hear from another Arsenal insider on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Well, former Arsenal defender Nigel Winterburn now joins us to look back at a huge double game week for the Gunners. Nigel, appreciate your time on the show. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, very well, thank you. Um, we'll go back, if we can, first of all, to the Chelsea game. What a London derby last midweek and just what high drama. Yeah, it certainly was. I think uh, against the big teams at home, this season, Arsenal is the place to be, particularly if you are a neutral as well. Um, High-level performances, some individual errors, but some fantastic goals as well and uh, very, very entertaining. Although I think some of the Arsenal supporters will say, well, it's typical Arsenal and we're a little bit frustrating. But what I liked against a real quality team is we showed great determination um, to stay in that game and, and real desire to, uh, to snatch that point right at the end. Well, let's talk about everything up until injury time, first of all. Jack Wilshere on target, back came the Blues. That part of the game, kind of early to mid-second half, was thrilling, wasn't it? Yeah, it certainly was. Really pleased for Jack as well. He's uh, spent a huge amount of time um, out of the team at Arsenal through, through injury, through no fault with his own, really. Really had to be patient. He's gone out alone. He's come back. I think he's starting to get back the fitness levels where he knows he can be. And I think um, when he does that regular, he's really going to be um, you know, a great uh, investment for Arsenal in terms of his performances. Because it's like having a new player coming into your football club. And he's certainly showing that desire that he's had for a long, long time. So I'm just hoping that he can, can have a long, long run now uh, and keep fit. So a terrific goal. And then uh, it sort of twitches around, doesn't it, after that? You're hoping that... Arsenal can, can hold out, uh, but Chelsea comes storming back. Uh, and then, really, we just we just get that uh, goal in the last uh, couple of minutes. Uh, and then the high drama on top of that at the end with, uh, with 
the with the sh- uh, save by Czech and then <laughs> Chelsea hitting the bar straight after. So it had everything that game. It really did. Let's hear first of all from Jack Wilshire on target with a cracking goal, as you mentioned, speaking to Arsenal media post-match. After going one up, you know, we were sloppy to let them back into the game and let them take the lead, but I think we showed good character. You know, we never gave in. I think that's you know, a big part of our game here. We don't like to give in. We like to fight till the end and you know, at the end we'll take the point. The teams keep winning. You, know, you see Liverpool the other day showing good character fighting till the end. You know, we, again, we didn't lose, but we... We need to start picking up a bit more points now. You know, we've got a big game um, next weekend away at Bournemouth. And we need to be ready for that. You know, we've got a couple of cup games in between and, you know, we'll, we'll go again. And as you rightly say, Nigel, what a dramatic finale. Cracking goal from Hector Bellerin. The place goes ballistic. And then uh, Davide Zabacosta nearly matches him, doesn't he? Yeah, well, I think the real for me, the, the, the big, big chance was Morata. Uh, you know, we were defensively not concentrating, just the ball through. Uh, down the middle, really, and uh, we got caught out. Um, and uh, I was certainly holding my breath, that was for sure, and the check parried out. Uh, and then Zappacosta with the shot that, that crashed off the crossbar. So I um, was relieved to see that moment flash by very, very quickly. And, uh, you know, Arsenal, uh, and then the final whistle go. But, uh, yeah, Bell- and also just going back to Bellerin's strike, terrific goal because he showed great composure there as well inside the box. So a, lovely, a lovely controlled finish. Let's just remind ourselves of a couple of those dramatic moments as they played out. Wilshire, left-hand side is uh, Mustafi. And it comes towards Welbeck, and it might fall for Hector Bellerin! Yes! yes! What a finish! 2-2! Arsenal, deep on added on time. Two minutes after the 90, are back all square. And it's the Gunners fans' turn to celebrate now. What a hit. Yeah, good bit of pressure. Twice Arsenal went out to this left-hand side. It's Mustafi that hooks the ball in. Welbeck goes for the challenge. Alonso heads it out to the edge of the box. Bellerin on the half volley. The ball's bouncing up, right-footed, edge of the box. Bang! Through the players. Courtois can't do nothing about it. Side netting, right-hand side, 2-2. Back in the game. Bit of justice there, I think. Because Arsenal do not deserve to lose this one. Morata's breaking forward oh. for Chelsea. Great save, Jack. Might get another go. He's Costa. Oh, he's in a crossbar. What a finish to this game. So the stage kind of set after all of that for the FA Cup game, which you commentated for us on on the match day show uh, a couple of days ago. Very, very disappointing, let's be fair, against Forrest, though. And, and as Arsene Wenger said, no complaints about the winning side. No, and I think you're always questioned... Um, when you make multiple changes, why you do that, particularly when you lose. But Arsene Wenger has done that in the past. His record uh, for the FA Cup has been outstanding. But uh, I've got to say it was a uh, flat performance from an Arsenal team that had plenty of experience, but it had some young players in there uh, as well. But Nottingham Forest, who themselves have been very, very poor this season, uh, certainly raised their game and were the better team. They, Arsenal were unsteady defensively uh, and attacking-wise, we only showed one or two flashes of our quick one and two-touch passing that exposed the, the you know the Forest midfield and defence, and we didn't we didn't cut through them enough and create enough chances. And uh, uh, I think in the, in the end, I think Arsenal Wenger was right that Forest uh, did deserve to win the game. There was another controversial penalty very late on with the slip and, and the 
contact with both feet. I think, as again, Wenger said, it didn't change the outcome of this match, but there is this wider trend for Arsenal of late, isn't there? Yeah, we've been uh, we've been involved in a lot of close penalty calls this season. Um, my take on the two penalties against us yesterday were that they were both penalties, but there was no doubt in my mind that the second penalty should have been disallowed and a free kick to Arsenal because it was a, it was a double touch. I mean, I said it on uh, on, on the TV straight away when I saw it. Double touch. Uh, it's going to be a free kick to Arsenal and. Uh, I'm not sure what the referee did because I think it was him who instigated going over to his assistant. And then you could clearly say, I think you hear the assistant say, well, I'm not sure. And then when the referee is explaining to the Arsenal players at the end that he didn't see it, well, so why did he go over to the assistant? So they completely got that wrong. They messed it up. But the two, the two penalties for me were penalties, but the final one should have been disallowed with a double touch. So Nigel out of the cup and no chance of winning it sadly for four times in five years. But Carabao Cup with Chelsea to come in midweek. Europa League back next month with the last 32 as well. I wonder what Arsene Wenger's wider thinking is on all of these cup competitions now and particularly the two that they're still in. Well, I think the semi-final uh, of the cup in uh, midweek that we got coming up against Chelsea, I think Arsene Wenger will go very, very strong uh, I think he maybe had that in mind with the way that he he picked the team for the FA Cup uh, because I think Chelsea will be strong. So I, I think we will need to go strong and match them. Particularly, we need to make sure we're in the, in the competition, you know, coming into the, the second leg, give yourself a chance of, of going through. And then, as you say, we've got the uh, Europa League coming up as well. And we're just starting to let a few points slip in the league, which is meaning we're trying to play catch-up. So, uh, you know, the Europa Cup is still another way into the Champions League. So I expect Arsenal to take that very, very serious from, from now on in, uh, as well as the league and trying to trying to finish in that top four because, for me, the, uh, the league's over in terms of who's going to win it. I think Manchester City will be clear winners. Um, we've got to fight for those other places. Hopefully a line in the sand is drawn and Arsenal can go, Nigel, on a big winning run. We saw a couple, didn't we, of five, six, seven games earlier in the season when things had really clicked. But that has been a big struggle, hasn't it, to back up the flashes of good football we've seen in more recent weeks. Yeah, I think... Uh, I would imagine that Arsene Wenger's feeling, uh, if you look at call it the first half of the season, would be thinking a great deal of frustration again. We've shown some real, real powerful um, performances, but we've also thrown in too many performances that uh, I think he would say that were below standard and, uh, you know, a top team cannot do that. Um, and he's just got to somehow, in this second half of the season, make sure that, uh, you know, the, the team is uh, consistent in terms of how good it is. So it needs to be 7, 8, 9, 10 out of 10 week after week it can't dip down to it, it can't keep dipping down to five as we've seen in you know in the likes of uh, some of the performances so it's, it's a real test for him a real real show of character from the players as well because we know it we know it's there uh, but it has to be there full time uh, and it, you know we've got that real challenge of trying to get into the top four um, and uh, you know two cup competitions that we're still in and uh, we don't want the if you like, you call the season. People say when you get knocked out of the cup, you can't win the league. Your season ends. So we don't want that season to end uh, too early this season. 
Nigel Winterman, thank you very much indeed for coming on and being our Arsenal Insider. Thanks very much. Arsenal's number one, Peter Cech, just one clean sheet away from 200 in the Premier League. We spoke to Peter about his goalkeeping heroes and over a decade living in the capital. The younger generation of goalkeepers coming through now in the Premier League especially look up to the likes of yourself. Who were you looking up to when you were first breaking through? Well, I already mentioned Peter Schmeichel because you could see his huge presence in, in the United goal. And, uh, and I think he, and as well at the time he... He had a different approach to to other any other goalkeeper. You know, everybody played sort of like on the line. You know, he was more advanced. He play, you know, he was he was kind of more aggressive in his positioning, cutting down the angles, and he was not afraid. Uh, you know, to uh, to be to take uh, more risks. So I think the, that was something you look up and you think like you know his presence and influence in the box was big, so, you know, it's one thing. Then I said, you know, I mentioned Edwin van der Sar when he started playing uh, for Ajax. Suddenly, they used him as a, as a defender, you know, when they needed to keep position and the possession. Yeah. And there were, there were difficult moments, they just passed it back to him and he played from, you know, they, they basically, there's the first team you see at the time really using a goalkeeper as a, as a member of the team to play, not not only not only to 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 play a goal kick and 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 be there to save the ball. So you know, and, and you realize that oh, that's gonna be the way forward because you know why wouldn't you use an extra player if you can? And obviously nowadays is is one of the basic skills the goalkeeper has to have because most of the teams obviously use the goalkeeper uh, to uh, you know to help if if needed and and as well for the for the restarts uh, you know it's important if you. If you can, uh, if you can play, and then, uh, then you know I mentioned Buffon. He started very early, and then uh, then uh, Iker Casillas when he started uh, when he started uh, at the age of 16, 17 with the Real Madrid. Obviously, he's only one year older than me, and I was thinking, you know, if he can play at the age of 17 at this level, why uh, why uh, couldn't I? And then it gives me kind of like a. Um, Reassurance that everything's possible if you work hard and if you are ready. Then obviously you have a you have a chance to to do it, regardless of uh, what people say that the goalkeeper needs to be 30 years old to play well. And and I think it, and this is one of those examples we changed a little bit of the uh, of the culture as well. Because uh, when you have Buffon started at the, 18, at the age of 18, and and then you know the younger goalkeepers Casillas, then Pepe Reina actually started when he was 18 with Barcelona. Um, then you realize, uh, you know what? It's it's not about the age; it's about the quality. And then you know, I, I started playing the Czech league when I was 17, so I think that helped as well. Uh, you know that you can see the examples around, and then suddenly people started thinking more about qualities rather than age and, and experience. And and I think the new generation now has a advantage because the same as with the players, you, you don't wait for people to turn 30 to have experience. You know, if if, if they are 18 and they are good enough they you put them in and you make you make them in through the uh, learning process so you know and uh, and um, I would mention Oliver Kahn as well because I uh, I had the chance to watch the the Bundesliga a lot in Czech Republic so you know you could see how how big uh, uh, character he was for uh, for Bayern Munich as well you spent nearly 14 years now living in London what is it about the city that you particularly like 
I like the freedom that you, you, you choose what you want to do and, and you have the possibilities to do it because you have so many uh, you know, cultures mixing, all, uh, you know, mixing together. You have so many theaters, concerts, you have uh, plenty of restaurants and exhibitions and, and parks and sightseeing. So basically you have everything you want. If you, if you, have, an, if you have a, uh, if you fancy going to cinema, theater, or, or you wanna go to a musical, you wanna go to a music concert, if you if you look at all around London, then you always find something, and and this is probably the best, uh, you know, this freedom of you know, and they have these choices what you want to do, it kind of makes it, uh, you know, nice to live in because um, because as I said, you know, it's a it's a cosmopolitan city with many cultures mixing all together, and then I think it gives it the different uh, vibration as well. Have you got any special or specific memories of being out and about in London? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. No, I always enjoy, you know, music concerts when, they, when you just go out and you can just relax and, and listen to a great band or, or go to a great gig. So that's, that's always, you know, my favorite uh, thing. But uh, you have so many sports events you can, you can attend to as well outside of, obviously, Premier League is the best, but as a player, you know, you don't really go and watch another game because, uh, you know, that's the way it is. And you don't have time, but, uh, you know, you have the... You have all the other uh, exhibition game coming, you know, now you have the American football coming, the NHL was coming, you know, NBA. So you have, you have uh, these kind of uh, events you can, you can go to as well. And, and you know, as a, as a parent, you know, you go with the, you know, with the kids to the cinema, you go to see a musical and, and that's, uh, that's something, you know, you can, you can do anytime you want. So my, it gives this uh, freedom and I, I really like that. So your family must love living in London, do they? So I've known you. Well, I have to say, you know, as and as well, you know, when you when you 
when you have when you live in a cosmopolitan city, you get to meet people from a different countries, from with a different culture, and you can learn from from them or exchange the you know the uh, kind of the different thinking or different ways of doing, and, and it, it can kind of enrich your life as well. So this is this is uh, obviously uh, to the advantage of your your life as well. F is for Forest. Unfortunately, Nottingham Forest knocked us out of the FA Cup this weekend, just gone. We've beaten them 50 previous times, including this 1-0 victory in the inaugural season of the Premier League. Seven minutes to go to half-time. Merson again. Oh, Smith! Alan Smith gets his first goal of the season. Against a club which had expressed a strong interest in signing him when he was out of the side in the early weeks. F is also for the 2014 FA Cup hero Fabianski. Lucas played 78 times for us over four seasons and did this at Wembley against Reading. Penalty number one, Caldwell. It's saved by Fabianski. What an excellent start for the Gunners. Can Fabianski do it again? He can! Penalty save number two from the pole. And finally, F is for one of Lucas's former teammates, Flamini. Mattia had two spells and more importantly, helped me win a round of Brain of Arsenal this season as well. Well done to the Frenchman. He loved playing Tottenham as well. There's Oxlade-Chamberlain, good save, here's a chance, and Flamini scores on the rebound. An unlikely goal scorer, but he's there in the right place, and Arsenal break the deadlock. When you're looking for unlikely goal scorers, it's strange to see him in there. You can see Chamberlain was going to set himself up and strike, done everything right. Spurs defender switched off, didn't, didn't follow in the shot at all. Flamini, to be fair to him, for a defensive midfield player, has gambled, done it right, put it in the net. I suppose in one way, the fact that there's so many changes, does it matter so much that he goes to 120? Because a lot of the players may not start as Flamini comes in. Oh, yes! Well, he gets one and then he thumps home another. Two goals for Mattia Flamini on his return. And that one, well, that one is for the scrapbook. He's showing people how to actually finish in this game. I mean, just out of nowhere, it falls to him here. This, if anyone on the pitch shouldn't be doing that, that's him. The Chalkboard with Adrian Clark. Well, joining us at the Chalkboard is none other than Adrian Clark. Clark, I've yeah, bought you a coffee. I'm, I'm a nice guy. How's it going? <laughs> Even if you say so yourself. <laughs> look, look I, I appreciate the coffee. It's, it's very nice. You look like a man who just needed a little caffeine jolt for the rest of the day. Well, I do, yeah. It was a late night doing the breakdown. And look, I've got to be honest, when, when we lose, especially to lower league opposition, um, the breakdown's never easy. No, absolutely. But as analytical as ever, I'm sure. Look forward to watching that in a little bit. Um, your question at the chalkboard, please prioritise the competitions that Arsenal remain in this season. And with Premier League, the criteria there is, is top four. <laughs> what a toughie. What a tough question this is. I think this would be controversial, um, but but I would prioritise the Europa League, and, and I don't think many people might would agree with me. 
Um, but I would love to see Arsenal win it. It's a trophy we've never won for starters. And I think the fans would absolutely love it if we won the Europa League. And they would also love it if we qualified for the Champions League via winning a trophy. I think that's the best way to reach the, that particular competition other than, of course, being Premier League champions, which won't happen this season. Um, I think that the race for the top four spot is going to be tough. I think that we're probably not favourites at the moment to, to reach fourth place or even third. Um, that's not to say we should dismiss the League Cup, of course, um, semi-finals. I, I think we should play our strongest team against Chelsea over two legs and certainly in the final. Um, but no, if you were to ask me priorities, I'm a trophies man. Europa League, League Cup, top four. Not many people would agree with me, but I respect trophies and I also think that creating great memories is part of what makes being a fan such a, such a great thing. And winning either of those competitions will create much, much better memories than finishing top four. How dangerous, though, Clarkie, to prioritise the Europa League when you look at the quality of some of the teams who are in it, and it's a far from foregone conclusion that Arsenal would win it. It's dangerous, but, but why wouldn't you? play your strongest team. In my opinion, look, Arsene Wenger, he, he's paid the big bucks to be the manager. He's got different pressures, different requirements. It's easy for me and for us sat here to say it, but I just feel that, that go for it. It's, it's a trophy that's winnable. Manchester United went for it last year and it paid off for them big time. And I think it allowed Manchester United to help rebuild in the summer and to attract some real top-class top signings. So look, it's just, it's just the way I look at it. Others will no doubt look at it quite completely differently. Okay, so Bournemouth at the weekend. I'm going to be commentating on it. I'm not sure if you're involved as well. I'm but, on the match day uh, show. Absolutely. It should be a very interesting game. This 3-3 last season. A team that historically Arsenal quite like to play due to the open, expansive kind of mindset of the opposition. They do. Uh, we score goals against Bournemouth. I mean, at Emirates Stadium, it's, it's almost a, ba a banker of a three points little bit different at the Vitality. They've given us a few scares since they came into the Premier League. I mean, it was a cracking game, wasn't it, last year? I think Arsenal got out of jail, um, if memory serves me correctly. Um, this is a dangerous game, in my opinion, actually, um, because we're just not defending very well, especially away from home. And worryingly, we're not particularly potent inside the final third. So if you're going to have a gunslinging match at the moment... I think it works against Arsenal in many respects because we're not functioning brilliantly on our travels going forward and we're not defending well either. So it's one of those where I fear it could be another high-scoring game that's tough to win. And it's against a Bournemouth team, Clarkie, who are struggling, aren't they? They've had a couple of wins of late that have kept them just either in or just above as they currently sit the relegation zone, but they've got a lot of work to do. Bournemouth have gone backwards. 100% they've gone backwards. They're worse defensively than they were last year, in my opinion. Uh, they're leakier. They're just easy to play against in terms of creating chances. Um, but, but they will always create at the other end of the pitch. They've got good, good flair, particularly in the wide areas. And on their day, even though they, they, they completely hit, hit and miss, they're star players. I'm, I'm thinking of guys like, like um, Stanislas and Jordan Ibe and, and guys like that. Uh, Ryan Fraser, who, who caused Arsenal problems last year. I don't know who's fit to play. On their day, they, they can hurt a team like Arsenal, but, but we've just got to hope maybe it's not, it's not their day. Too many players for me who've been great club servants from the lower leagues and helped get Bournemouth up, who are kind of three, four seasons into that top flight project now, who mm. maybe have either peaked or certainly will not get 
better. You could almost list half a squad of them. Yeah, yeah, they need to kick on. I think they probably need to reinvest and revamp the squad. Um, Eddie Howe probably as a coach, even though I really like Eddie Howe, I think maybe he needs to reset his priorities in terms of tactics uh, and how he takes Bournemouth forward because by playing the same way, I think that they will continue to encounter the same problems. I think a, a greater focus on defence and solidity, particularly away from home, would, would stand them in good stead moving forwards. Um, but they've been unlucky, especially with the guys up top. Jermaine Defoe should have been their talisman this year. He's well, been... wonderful goal, that impudent lob a few weeks ago. But he's only scored three all season, Yeah, well, he's, he? he's been injured a lot. And I don't think he's really settled in the first team. He's not had a run. Callum Wilson back from injury. Again, he's finding his feet. Good player. Uh, yeah, very good player. Josh King is a danger man. They've got a lot of pace in forward areas, but it's just not clicked consistently enough for the Cherries so far this season. But look, make no mistake, with, with three points massively important to them and their positive attitude just generally this is going to be a difficult game Arsenal need uh, need to bring their A game Adrian Clark you have a little bit of managerial stubble which I like today you've got that <laughs> coat on you've got the Clark trench coat on yeah. therefore it's high time your managerial five second team talk well, I'm going to insert a few swear words here, Russ, that we are not allowed to, to broadcast. Swear, 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 concentrate, boys. That is the message. Concentrate when we don't have the ball. What we need to concentrate for big time now. Swear, swear, swear. Brain of Arsenal. Brain of Arsenal. Well, the Arsenal Weekly Podcast editor Liam Roberts is surveying proceedings in the studio. Quite, quite a dominant stance over us today. <laughs> yeah, well, I came in earlier and the revision went a, a little bit too late into the day, so I had to, uh, I had to monitor the, the, the phone use as you, uh, as you were going through the break. Uh, uh, I'll level with you because I've had zero spare time since that Bournemouth game kicked off. Um, not Bournemouth, but <laughs> since the game yesterday kicked off against Nottingham Forest. So, um, so look, I, I fancy you big time. Here, Russ. Okay. Had, a, had a whole week before that, though, can't you? Tough when we got young on. kids and stuff, you know. Oh. <laughs> sob, sob, sob. I'll get the swear button ready. Here we go. Can yes. I go first? Uh, yeah, it's your choice this week. So yeah, let's just get let's it out of the way. Yeah, let's get a very low mark. So out if of the you way. Uh, remind us, week two. Stevie you. Bold. Stevie Bold, can you make it to week three? Week three's becoming a bit elusive now. So, yeah, uh, well, I've made it to three, but yeah, never come close to four, have I? Okay, so uh, here are your questions. Week two, Steve Bold, starting now. Question one, what is Steve's best goal return in a season? <laughs> uh, how, not, many, not, how many goals? Not, not got a Scooby-Doo. Um, complete shot in the dark, three. Correct, he did it twice. 83-84, oh. 84-85, both for Stoke. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. Good start. How much did Arsenal pay Stoke, for Steve? 390,000. 390, yeah, look at that bargain. And it, was, and it was known as a bargain at, exactly. at the time. Yeah, yeah, so he, he was rated, basically, as, as what is now the Championship's best defender, and yeah, Arsenal basically nicked him for 390. Correct, about two so far. Um, who did Steve make his league debut for us against? For us against? Yeah. Oh, I should know this, shouldn't I? I should know this. Um, yeah, this is one that, that slipped by me. <sighs> Something's t telling me Sunderland. It's Wimbledon. He went to Sunderland. <sighs> knew it, I knew it, and it was a 5-1 win. Yeah, if you say so. <laughs> <laughs> Question four. You might know this. What's Steve's middle name? Oh, no, it's a basic one. It's a basic one. Um, again, something I, w I should really have, have known. Uh, I'm going to go for Andrew. Correct. 
Did you actually know that? <laughs> well, I'm going with like muscle oh. memory from when I revised it last week. So um, your pros instincts coming back out, isn't it? <laughs> Three out of four. Well, that's, uh, that's the coffee's kicked in. You've shot yourself in the foot here. You've given him a caffeine kick, yeah. and it's, uh, yeah. it's shot the brain back I'm into your I'm not sure life. it'll be enough. We'll see. We'll okay, see. so uh, Russell Hargreaves, can you remind us what you're... Well, uh, I like to have a little link between when I lose, which is fairly regularly, and sort of move on. So I had Matthew Flamini before, which served me relatively well, and I decided to go with the player who he joined at the same time as, which is Yaya Sonogo, the life and times thereof. Questions start now. Um, who did Yaya join us from? Oxer. Correct. Who did Yaya make his debut for us against? Fulham. Correct. Yaya scored four goals against which team in the 2014 Emirates Cup? Benfica. Correct. And for the win, how many games has he played for us? In all competitions, yep. 20. Correct. Four out of four. <sighs> Routine, wasn't it? Oof. <laughs> Needed that. <laughs> Needed that. I, I cling on to your coattails. Well, in this. look. Three in week two, I'll pick up a few bonus points, won't I? Exactly so, what happened to me last week yeah. was three in week two. I'll take it. So, AD, on to uh, yeah, subject. Yeah, I've been thinking about this. Um, <laughs> you know what, I'm, I'm beginning to slightly miss the Champions League now, um, now that we're not in it. Obviously a possibility we won't be in it again next season. So so let's let's reminisce, shall we, over that glorious run to the final. Um, so we'll go for our Champions League run, um, that particular year where we lost to Barca in the final. OK. So next week, it'll be Champions League against Yaya Week two, who would have thought that? Clarky, and we will see and or hear you in and around the Bournemouth game. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And before that, uh, against Chelsea for that big uh, Carabao Cup semi-final, we've got the Matchday Show, kicks off at 7.30pm on Arsenal Player. Well, the final word this week belongs to the boss who broke Sir Alex Ferguson's record of most Premier League games managed when he took on West Brom on New Year's Eve, that is 811th game in charge of the Gunners. I came here and it was new to have a foreign manager so I could understand the scepticism of the people and uh, funny wise by my the period, how long I would last was one of the biggest bets in the country. So it was a good challenge for me to show that I can uh, do well. Here's I couldn't imagine how big the passion uh, for football was here in England. And uh, because I'm a passionate man and because I love so much this game, I think I'm in the right country. It's a dream double for Arsenal. The champions have won the FA Cup and Arsene's academy has come up with the right answers again. He was a winger when he came here and we, I moved him into the central uh, attack and uh, at the start, of course, he wasn't convinced he could score goals, but uh, he scored a few things. Record breaker, history maker, Thierry Henry is Arsenal's record goal scorer. It's Freddie Youngberg again, pushed out by Bartes. Wiltor! Arsenal have scored yet again in the Premiership, and this could be the most crucial goal of all. Magic ball from Bergkamp to Patrick Vieira! 
amazing. The first time it's happened for over 100 years. It's a fantastic moment for us, and uh, I always had that dream. And uh, to fulfill it today, it's absolutely marvelous. It's back up. That's magnificent. The ball for Henri. Thierry Henry! Welcome back home. There's the hug with the boss. Early ball to Sonogo. Chester's there again. Here's Giroud. Flicks it in. The shot comes in. It's in. A good effort going in at the end. It is scored by Theo Walcott. You are looking at the most successful team in FA Cup history. Arsenal Football Club. Giroud into the box. And Aaron Ramsey, the hero from 2014. He might have done it again. It's Arsenal who celebrate. Well, that's full time on this week's show. Our thanks to Peter Check, to Nigel Winterburn, and to Adrian Clark for their contributions today. We'd like to know how we're doing on the podcast, so please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. You can subscribe as well, and also find us on ACAST these days. Remember as well to get your questions into Clarky from the chalkboard on Twitter using the hashtag ArsenalWeekly. And we're back on Monday, January the 15th. The Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Even on a budget, Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.